Hi, welcome to Suplex the Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Forrest. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Seth isn't gone, gone, but he is gone. He's still here in our hearts. Yes. Even though he's not gone, gone. Yeah, he'll be back. Not, and, he's not here this week. Yeah. Uh, and that's the end of the show. I'm just <laughs> See ya. <laughs> no. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, he needed a break. Sometimes everyone needs a break, and that's okay. He's off uh, saving an alternate universe right yeah, now. that's true. Yeah. He's, uh, um, I was going to say he phased into it, but I, I wanted better lore, but I couldn't think of it on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's too late for me to be good at improv, <laughs> and I'm tired. I ran today, uh, which isn't video game related. Uh, I guess it is the the physical game of health that I'm doing in life. Um, the game of life. Even. Right, right, yeah. Um, let's talk about video games. Uh, I haven't been playing any games that require running. Um, I have been playing games that require... Uh, Writing Pokemon, though. Uh, I beat Pokemon. I beat Pokemon Violet. Nice. Uh, I share, really, if you want to hear a great conversation about Pokemon and what the future of Pokemon can be and what some of our grow- our pains were with the game, none of, I, and I, I was at the halfway point, a little over halfway last week, and I powered through the rest of it and... Uh, beating it just doubled down on uh, everything I felt. Uh, I think that that game is the definition of flashes of brilliance, uh, along with just trudging issues of not even technical issues of just, I, I want the world to feel unique. It doesn't feel yeah. special. Um, there's a lot of things missing from it that makes it feel special. And, it's annoying because I think that the game uh, in its three storylines has three very unique and interesting and, and compelling in their own right storylines. Uh, and they culminate into just kind of this thing. It doesn't represent them well. I kind of wish it just ended when you ended their storylines. So you didn't like the end game section? Like the culmination story? No, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, what? Yeah, I didn't. It didn't work for me. Okay. Especially because they're sort of like trying to ham fist these characters that you have been interacting with separately together, and it doesn't work. Yeah. It really doesn't work because you haven't seen these people interact together before. You're the only tying knot. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I mean, like, so, this is going to sound dumb, like, what I used to do for my birthday as a, like a weird thing is I would invite all of my groups of friends out. Right. And so I'd be like, Hey, we're meeting at this restaurant. I don't care if there's five people. I don't care if there's 50 people. I want all my friends there. Yeah. And on my birthday, usually Seth can attest, we would pull like 40 people just like, cause I would pull extended friends Friends of their friends. Yeah. Just like, I just want to be surrounded by people that I like. Um, and so, like, it, if I met you for 10 minutes, if I met, you know, as long as I knew you. And so, like, that was cool. But 
a lot of groups of people don't know each other. Yeah. And so there was not a lot of intermingling and it was difficult sometimes. That was the end of this Pokemon game (laughs) where I'm running down into this event with three people who, as far as I know, have never seen each other. Yeah. And they're talking to each other like they've been on this adventure or they're like, or they're like awkwardly trying to talk to each other about their lives and all of their storylines are kind of tragic or kind of ex- like tragic or like just different. Yeah. And there's just no crossover. So I'm not connected to how these people are interacting because I'm like how it was very distracting from what was a what I was doing in this end game area. Yeah. I was like, what? hold on. I. They're trying to get to know it. They're doing meat cutes while I'm running down <laughs> this valley. And I, you know, I don't know. It just didn't work for me. There was too much going on. Yeah. Uh, it should have just been me going down. There was no reason to have those three. I would say you could take one of them. Pick oh, one. Yeah. Yes. At the end of the game, be like, well, it should who, have been. Um, who do I like? The I don't know his name. But he is like the most necessary out of the trio. It should have for just that been. Story. Con- it should have just been connected to his storyline. Yeah, it should not have been separate. Where you go down there with all three, it should have just been connected to Arvin's storyline. Yeah, Arvin, that's his name. Yeah, I think you could still keep it as in-game content. Um, sure, but like, but, but you but don't need the other two. People. You don't need the other two. Exactly. It, it distracted and took me away from it. That's fair. And I'm not trying to sound like a butthole about it like it and i didn't mean to sound like a braggart about my birthday parties but that's how it felt like it felt like groups of friends that don't know each other trying to interact to make to pass by time easier and it it's just not tenable and so it it gave me a lot of anxiety and i didn't like it oh no i i it's not that i hated it um i didn't catch any pokemon in that phase, I just ran through it. I was like, I want He's this like, to I get done. <laughs> I want it done. Um, I don't like this vibe. Yeah. Um, so I need to go back and catch stuff, but it's fine. Um, but I, you know, I beat it. And I, I think that the idea was clever and what happens down there was clever story wise. It's, I, it's low key bonkers. Like, it's very weird. <laughs> But I do think it it would have been better served if just Arvin was down there with me. Yeah. Um, and I I I like the game. I still I recommend it. I last week I gave a tentative suplex certification. I do think everyone should play this game. It's great. It's a great Pokemon game. I I don't. It doesn't crack my top three, but I do enjoy it. Um. Uh. I'm excited to see what this game looks like after more quality of life patches, which they are working on. Yeah. Um, and the DLC that's coming out inevitably. Um, do you, do you hope going forward that, that future mainline Pokemon games are going to kind of take the structure no, from this game? God, no, no, I want, well, if they do like multiple storylines, yeah, that's fine. I, maybe not like open world. I don't, uh, or like I, empty. World. Here's the thing. I, <laughs> I don't think the open world thing works for me. Yeah. I think what Pokemon needs and, you know, some people might not like it is the sword and shield idea of routes that lead to wild areas. And then you can go and explore wild area 
but then you go back to the roots. Yeah. Because then you can cultivate the experience that someone is having on their journey, whether it be battling other trainers. I was going to say tamers. That's Digimon. (laughs) Um, But battling other trainers, um, going into a town that actually feels like it has size and scale. Like when you're on a riding Pokemon that can leap over buildings, nothing feels big. Like there's, there's no, like no good feeling in the city because it's like my Pokemon can leap over houses. Like it's like a plaything essentially. Yeah. Um, uh, and so I, I just have issues with it. I, I want that personalized experience when I go into a town, there's none of the feeling of like, I'm in lavender town. This is spooky. Yeah. I'm in, or this is a um, place where like a lot of people are gathered to grieve. Like there's right. just not that I'm not in the, the mushroom town. Those in sword and shield. Yeah. I brought that up last week. Um, I'm not in goldenrod city, which felt crazy the first time i went into that in pokemon yeah uh um, freaking in the hoenn region the that one town that's just all in trees like the tree yes. houses uh, also again hoenn the one that's just all in the ocean and it's connected by the wood planks right like like just towns that have a lot more character, character. right you lose the character of a town when your Pokemon can leap over buildings and you're riding on top of them. And so you've got to rein that in at some point. Yeah. And I, the problem is I don't know the answer. I just think it has to happen. I don't know how to combine it to make it a good experience. And I'm sorry. So here's what you do. You get rid of rideable Pokemon, um, but you get a wingsuit. Oh yeah. I mean, that's going <laughs> to fix everything. It will. Is Pokemon a long... If I can... Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. I Give know. me a wingsuit. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I, I like Pokemon. That's. I mean, that's not really like a, a <laughs> big a stance. Yeah, it's not like a... Uh, you can't even say, like, that's a bold stance. It's not like everyone loves Pokemon, I think, on a level. Um, but, like, I, I think it's fun, and I think people should play it. Yeah. Um, I want to see what they're doing in the future. I don't know what they're doing. Honestly, I, they remade diamond and pearl. That would mean they're maybe going to redo black and white. Is that what was next? That is. Yeah. I, Mm. you know, and, and you know what I want to state my friends at the comic shop have told me, I said, I liked black and white, but I didn't love it. And so I didn't play black and white too. Mm. And they kind of railed me because they said, listen, I would not blame you here, but black and white too are actually exceptional games. Yes. Okay. So I I, I played both. (laughs) Yeah. And I never played black and white too, because I was like, it's weird. You're giving it a two and it's basically the same game, but I guess it wasn't the same. Um, but it, I, I would say it's better than black and white one. Well, yeah, yeah. That's what they said. That's what they said. Yeah. And so I, I'm i not going to go back and buy a DS to play it. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, but I, like, absolutely. Um, it, it was one of the rare cases where it felt like, like they finally got the chance to iterate on one specific set of ideas a second time. You know? Like right. it feels like the most 
like it literally is a sequel in like all of the best ways. Like it's not clearing the slate for a new generation. It right. is hey, we really liked a lot of the ideas that we had in this specific area and want to see more of it and yeah. what happens after a little bit of time. Like it and it has a very unique feel to it that I I have not gotten from any other Pokemon game because it hasn't had that chance to get a second iteration of itself. And, you know? and Unova was black and white, right? Yeah. I, I liked Unova a lot. I liked the vibe of it. Yeah. Um, man, I just, I, I want cool lived in worlds. That's what I want. That's all I'm asking. And I, uh, you know, I just didn't get that here. Yeah. Um, that's fair. But, you know, Team Star is dope. I liked them a lot. Those rascals. They are a bunch of rascals. In the best way. Yeah. Really, back-to-back Pokemon games, they've nailed the lovable uh, hoodlum. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I also I started playing Fire Emblem Engage. Um, uh, we've had some talks about it in the Discord. I'm two chapters in. Uh, which is not far, but I did get to start it. I, I really took longer on Pokemon than I thought I would. Um, it happens. Right. But I, Fire Emblem Engage is a game. It's good. It's very good. Yeah. It's got good tiles. I don't know how to really explain it. <laughs> yeah. Was... But like when I pick a character and I go to move them across squares it feels boy how do it feels do good they if, move across squares but it feels clean yeah and it doesn't judder and it is smooth and it's nice is that a problem that three houses had no but like, it's <laughs> something that i have issues with with mario rabbits that oh, had okay, tiles okay. so it is nice to play a game with tiles again <laughs> I missed you square boxes. I don't know how else to show my love for a shape, but squares, I miss you. I'm glad you're back in my life. Uh, I get to see where my enemy can move and if they can hurt me. Um, Thank God for grid-based RPG, tactical RPGs that are not going to this free form blob movement that is out there now i understand it is appealing and kind of neat but i don't like it and so that's where i'm at i but hey i get fire emblem which has like an anime theme song at the beginning yeah i watched it three times already oh wow i think it's great i like it a lot i don't this this game, so I wish Seth was here for this conversation. I don't really know what is going on or what the vibe of the... So this is a Fire Emblem game, traditional style Fire Emblem game. Yeah. Um, the big gimmick here is that uh, you can call upon emblems of the past, which lets you call upon heroes of the past. And uh, I... That was in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler. But I guess I need to know, because I'm not someone that watched JoJo at all. Are these more stands, Ah. or are they more like Power Ranger transformations, or are they more personas? 
Uh, I I think they may be a slightly related but separate fourth thing. Okay, it's, it's... because so it de- it depends. So when when you're in combat, um, some like if you're not in the engage form, then yeah, that's what it's it, called. Yes, yeah, the engage form. Then then yeah, they're kind of like a stand, um, except they have. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, another series that has, like, a similar concept, but, like, your spirit character is just, like, somebody else from the past and not just a manifestation of you. Um, maybe Shaman King? I don't remember my Shaman King lore too well. Yeah, I don't um, know. But, yeah, so when you're not in the engaged form, like, that, like that character from the past... That is bonded with whichever character you select to have them bonded with. Um, for the sake of this example, we'll use the player character and Marth because that's who you start off with um, for your engage bond. And so when you're not in the engage form, like Marth will fight like with you. Like he does moves like when you swing your sword to attack, he also does. It doesn't do like a second attack or anything. Um just looks cool. Yeah, it's just a little visual flair to spice up your own. But then when you are in the engaged form, it is like a Power Ranger transformation. Or like a common rider, just some kind of tokusatsu uh, character transformation where the characters yell out emblem engage and then like they do oppose and they combine with the the spirit character. And some of the designs for the engage forms look really cool. Yeah. But also, like, really out of place for a Fire Emblem game. Yeah. Like, but in, like, the coolest way. <laughs> it's, uh, it's odd. I like it a lot. Um, the dialogue is very stilted. Yes, but um, I, I've, it's fine for me. I don't care. I, it doesn't bother me. I have seen a few aspects of this game, mainly the writing and the dialogue, um, described as very Fire Emblem, <laughs> like, like how, kind of like the opposite of how Three Houses were. Like Three Houses was very much a um, dissection and deconstruction of Fire Emblem and like reworking a lot of those concepts. Um, into kind of making something a little more new. Uh, Fire Emblem Engage is the opposite end of the spectrum where it still has a great love for the series and it is just going to be as hammy Fire Emblem-y as possible. Um, And you'll either love it or you hate it, I think. It is, and I don't think it is a overreaction to... I think that they just decided that they made a new Fire Emblem. And so they were like, let's make a classic style Fire yeah. Emblem. Yeah. They they decided one for you, one for me. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I think that both can exist. There's been a lot of discourse online of people being mad at it. For I've not stayed being away like from free. it. I've seen so like people being this. happy that it's back. People being mad that it's not Three Houses-esque. Sounds like those people started playing Fire Emblem with Three Houses then. Right. That's the thing. It took... They didn't go through the adjustment (laughs) of being like, oh, this is is what Fire Emblem is now. Yeah. Which is fine. I I think that it's good. 
I think that I think that Three Houses is good. Yeah, I loved it, but I also wanted the simplicity of just fighting with my bros. So yes, and um, so I'm about eight chapters into Engage. It is very simplistic. I am. I'm not. I'm not like. Br- blazing through chapters or anything, but I'm not really having to spend much downtime in between them. Uh, I can run around the hub area, talk to a few people, and find some items and stuff, but I... It, it is entirely optional. Right. You could just skip the, the in-between hub areas and just go from fight to fight to fight to and- fight if you want. And... I appreciate that because the problem that I've had with a lot of previous Fire Emblems, because I played, like, I'm going to say five different Fire Emblems at this point. I played a lot of it in high school, but I've never beaten one. And it's because of a bunch of that extra, like, content that was getting in the way of me just going through chapters. Right. Um, Engage doesn't have that and i'm very thankful for it i like it's exciting to think that i'm finally gonna actually beat a fire emblem game all the way through for once are you playing on a normal or casual casual i am a baby boy that's okay (laughs) i I don't i don't like the idea of my units dying (laughs) because so far i like a lot of these characters that's when you reset (laughs) well thank god uh oh you haven't gotten to this point in the game yet um there is a time yeah they've they've been doing that for a minute yeah yeah so Um, so what happens is that if i'm ever in like in combat and one of my units does die or not die but gets taken out um i will just rewind the battle (laughs) and i will slam my head against the wall until i find a way through the battle that ends up with none of my units getting taken out there you go. Yeah. I don't blame you. I just Rip the do. The do. My oh, boy. Oh, he, he died in your playthrough, didn't he? He died in one of the times that I thought it was safe to sim through a battle. And I I guess I didn't notice that he had died. No. And so at the end of the... If you go back and listen to my Fire Emblem review, <laughs> review uh, when they started flashing the futures of the characters... I was like, man, they really did my boy dirty by not giving him a future. And then, and then I the saw in the in memoriam section yeah. of, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> my boy, Dadu, he's dead. He had to have died within like the last two missions of yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah. So but I'm, I'm sure he died valiantly. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to talking about this game more. Um, I'm... I really liked the bit that I've played. I've played like an hour and a half hour. Um, so I haven't played much else. I wanted to beat Pokemon. I'm going to start Dead Space this weekend. Yeah. Uh, now I'm back to playing on consoles and on my Switch. Because uh, Pokemon was taking so much energy. Um, and Fire Emblem, I can kind of sit and do a chapter here and there. Um, and I really really want to play dead space i haven't played dead space since i was since like 2010 when did dead space come out Uh, was it 2010 no it was a little it was a little bit earlier i think it was like oh eight 
Because I remember I was in, I think, middle school when it came out. Um, sorry, everyone. We're looking at when Dead Space came out. <laughs> uh, of course, yeah. all you can see is when the... It was October of 2008. Yeah. Uh, I definitely play in 2008 or 2009. Um, but I loved it. And I need to go back and play it. I'm very excited for it. I my my first full experience. This will be a quick story. My first full experience with Dead Space was um, I had my best friend stay over at my place for the night, and he loves the series. And he was just like, "Hey, do you want to watch me speedrun Dead Space?" And I was like, "Sure, why not, dude." plays it straight through clears it in like two and a half or three hours and that was my first experience with dead space oh my god (laughs) was seeing someone just completely shred this game have no fear and like i have not played more than like i'm gonna say 30 minutes of the game uh since but i am on i'm on a survival horror kick uh especially well i i'm about to be because this is where i'm announcing this when, oh. when is RE4 Remake happening? April? Yeah, I have bought RE1 through 3 Remake on various sales. So I need to play through them all March. before RE4 hits. You have until March 24th. Yeah, I'm going to have to do it. You can do it. Even if you just do, like, for the ones that have only... Or for the ones that have, like, multiple like story playthroughs to do you could just do one oh i'm going Especially, to just do one yeah that's guaranteed <laughs> i'm gonna play as leon every time oh I absolutely can. that's my boy i'm gonna play as leon uh the first one lets you choose between uh chris and Jill. chris and um, you know i'm picking chris oh the big hunky boy He's so dumb. You could have chosen Jill Sandwich. I know, but Chris is so dumb. <laughs> he is a bit of a meathead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that the men in Resident Evil oh, are the dumbest men. Biggest himbos. The best. And so it's frustrating because I think the women are also very good characters. Yeah. But you've got these big himbos out here. <laughs> and I just love them. They're so dumb. They're great. And I, you know, I re- I relate. I not that I'm a himbo, but I am dumb sometimes. <laughs> and so it's, I'll take the himbo status. <laughs> yeah. Um so I need to I it's going to be a uh, survival horror uh winter or early <laughs> quarter 1 2023 yeah. Yeah, for yeah. David. Um cuz I'm gonna have to play. And then once once uh, March hits, it'll be Survival Spring. God, yeah. Who knows <laughs> what's coming out then? Uh, man, there's so many games coming out. Yeah. Uh, keep your eyes peeled to our website. I'm gonna try to build something neat cool. uh, to keep up with video game releases. That would that would be massively helpful. Yeah, I'm going to try to do something. Yeah. We'll see. I'm working on it. It is in the planning stages. Uh, should we'll, happen. We'll work something out. Um, well, what else have you played, Forrest? Uh, I 
beat Signalis uh, <laughs> tonight it. at your house on your couch. You did it. <laughs> I did it. Uh, I I can't really say much else to iterate upon what I said last week about it. Uh, the game is just really good. Like it is through and through a super solid survival horror experience. Um, the only major problem that I really have with it at this point is there's this middle section of the game where, um, so I mentioned last week, like the area that I was in was like a eight story, like building with like classrooms and like hospitals and medical wings and blah, 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 blah. And it was all built on top of a mining operation. Right. Um, once you get down into the mines, um, it completely takes your map away, and the layout of the area gets so screwy. So normally, especially in top-down survival horror experiences, if you go through a door on the right side of the room, the next room that you come into, you will be entering from the left side. Correct? Right. This mine area decides that it wants to completely throw that out the window. Okay. Despite the fact that you had gotten used to doing that for the past five, six hours. So with no map down in the mines and the fact that the way that you are entering in rooms is getting flipped. Right. Just completely threw me off. And I... I feel like even just giving one of those things, either giving the player the map still, like never taking it away, or just keeping the layout proper would have alleviated any problem that I have because I could have built a better mental map. Because mm-hmm. like mental maps are massively important right. in, in these kinds of games. You don't want to be check. You don't want to be pulling up your map and checking every two seconds every time you enter a room. Right. So it's important, especially when you have to backtrack through a bunch of different area or a, like a bunch of different strings of rooms within a single area that you can just do it automatically without having to think about it. I had to do a lot of trial and error in this section. Um, and it took so much more time than was necessary and Love kind that. of halted my, my progress through the story and trying to piece out or piece together what was going on in this facility. And I, I don't want to get too deep into spoilers or anything because I think there is a really cool story here that I don't entirely have a grasp on yet, to be honest. Um, I also think if I knew German, I would have understood <laughs> a few things. Um, okay. There are, like, flashes of text that come up on the screen, mainly during cutscenes to, like, get you in and out of proper cinematic cutscenes. And it's, like, very clearly German, and it stays on screen for a good bit of time. And it's like, man, if I knew what this was saying, I would maybe have a little bit of a better clue. Um, so things are still pretty hazy, even despite the fact that I've beaten the game. But the base story itself is pretty much there. Um mm-hmm. But there are just 
there are just some things that don't make sense just yet. But despite that, I think this game is really solid. I I breezed through it. Um, there are combat difficulty settings. Um, I started the game playing off on casual, but that was or like a casual equivalent, but that was way too easy. Um, so I set it to normal, and that was definitely giving me a challenge, especially in the final area of the game. Um, it it's a good challenge, though. Good. I, I would say honestly, you could probably play through the whole game on normal and have a really good time with it. Still, um, the puzzles are unique. Um, there are a lot of puzzles that involve um, turning on a radio and tuning into different frequencies and like either copying down what codes it gives you or just playing the radio so that like um, so like a chest or not a chest like um like a little like box will open up because it hears like a song playing or something like that. Like it, it, there's a bunch of really weird puzzles that are fit the game perfectly. Like yeah. the atmosphere of it is almost unmatched to pretty much any other game that I've ever played. Uh, you feel the degradation of this entire space right. as you go deeper and deeper. And there is like, there's like 15 different holes that you drop down into. Okay. It like it is just a descent. And it is horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> like I I like this game has some really disturbing imagery like in things that I I feel like things that I feel like would not have disturbed me as much as they ended up actually disturbing me. Like, it's like, oh, skinless, fleshy things just walking and screaming at me. I've seen that a million times before. I've played Silent Hill 2. Right. Like, no, it's still really creepy. Yeah. I Especially when you start learning about, like, the societal structure of this world. Right. It just, it's so, it's so depressing. Yeah. Um, but the, I, there may be multiple endings to the game. If there, there are. Okay, there is. Gotcha. The yeah. ending that I got ended, I would say very sweetly, though. Um, it wasn't like a happy ending, but it was just a nice, pleasant, quiet, deserved ending. And... I think that's one of my favorite things about it. Good. Is that both the player and the character that you play as just have gone through so much over the course of the game. You actually encounter other characters too. Um there's one specifically that you f- that you kind of follow her trail the entire game. And like that's not something I really have seen in other survival horror games that I've gotten around to playing yet. You know, um, it, it's just, I, man, <laughs> I'm like at a loss for words, but like, it is so nice how it sticks so solidly to the conventions of survival horror games, but then also 
twist things a little bit here and a little right. bit there to give the players something unique and on occasion comforting. Yeah. Which is shocking given given how uncomforting <laughs> and unsettling this game as a whole right. is. It just has these sparse little moments that like I said were were like my favorite things. Um but yeah, Signalis, uh it I'm gonna suplex certify it. I'm I, gonna play it eventually. I absolutely I to, think yeah. you should. It's not a long game. Uh yeah. <laughs> I I was telling you about this earlier, but uh on the clear screen at the end of it, it said I played for like my total playtime was like forty two hours or something like that, which was not accurate. Right. The game is like twelve hours long at most. Yeah. Um I th- I think it was just counting somehow the time that my console was asleep like overnight. Yeah. Uh, in between me playing before I went to bed and when I woke up. Um but it's not long at all. Uh it's very well structured and paced. Um it just except for that mine section. Right. Um but yeah, absolutely recommended especially it, it, I I would recommend it if you are even just kind of interested in stepping into the survival horror waters, yeah. you know? But yeah. Sweet. All right. Nice game. Nice game. <laughs> I want to play it. It's on my list. You know, I that's why I'm not asking too many questions. Yeah. That's why that's uh, why I didn't want to give right. too much. Yeah, it's it's I know I'm going to play it. Yeah. Um so all right. With that we are going to take a break and be back with the news. Hi, Big Joe here, and I'm here to tell you to check out Suplex the Sticks on all social media platforms at at Suplex the Sticks. Links for the socials and the invite to our Discord are in the show notes below. Subscribe and review the show on your favorite podcatcher, and while you're at it, let your friends know about the podcast. It's the best way to help us grow our community. And with that, back to the show. And we're back. All right. Uh, let's talk about some news. Uh, not too much, but there was a big thing that happened today. Um, Mar- well, let's talk about the other small news first. Uh, number one, SteamWorld Build was announced at that SteamWorld showcase. Uh, it's fine. Uh, as someone who has never touched a SteamWorld game in their life, Am I foolish for thinking that there was already a SteamWorld build game? Like, I don't know. All of these titles just sound but, like I but, could have sworn I heard these before. But build like this is build in the essence of a uh, city builder. Oh. This is not what the other ones are. I see. Uh, SteamWorld Dig is like a Metroidvania side-scroller. Uh, SteamWorld Heist is a, uh, a 2D tactical game, which is interesting. Uh, SteamWorld uh, Quest is a deck builder. Okay. Um, so all these games are great and unique. Uh, SteamWorld Build will be unique. I might try it. We'll see. I don't know. I'm... I'm not feeling too hot on it, man. Yeah, I'll be I'm, honest with you. I mean, I'm a little bummed. I'm a little bummed. Yeah, I I want. 
I just wanted another SteamWorld game that would be for me. And I'm really happy for city builders out there. Because really, Thunderful is great at, and them are great at building games. So um, they did say that there's four SteamWorld games that are in the works right now. Okay. One of them being SteamWorld Build. So there's three more in the pipeline. Who knows what they are? Uh, one of them is probably that one that got shown like lightly uh, a, a while ago, SteamWorld Headhunter, which is mm. their first foray into a 3D space. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, we'll see. I, you know, I still am excited for what they want to make. The last game they made was The Gunk, and I liked The Gunk. The Gunk but was I good. But I didn't love The Gunk. Yeah. So, you know. Um, Not all SteamWorld games were going to be for you, I think. No. And, it, you know, this one might end up being for me. So we'll see. I'll give it a shot. Anything's worth a shot. Yeah. Um, that's fair. Uh, we're going to go Marvel here for a little bit. Uh, Marvel Midnight Suns uh, Deadpool DLC is coming. Um, so if you have the season pass like I do, because I bought the really expensive version of Midnight Suns <laughs> and have barely played it, uh, I'll get Deadpool. Ooh, I don't. Uh, love do we know Deadpool. who's voicing him? No. No. Okay. Yeah. Do. You- has there been a trailer put out for it yet, or is it just yeah, like an there's announcement? A trailer okay, okay. Um, Marvel Midnight Suns. Because, like, okay, like, it's absolutely... I think most of the DLC for this game is just going to be a marketing thing of, like, oh, here's a bunch of super popular Marvel characters right. that don't entirely fit into the idea of the Midnight Suns, but have enough clout to maybe get people playing the game just to play with these characters. Uh, Deadpool is one of those characters that it is massively important on who you have voicing them, I would say. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's see. DLC 1 is Deadpool. DLC 2 is Venom. Uh, DLC 3 is Morbius. <laughs> Um, uh, I'll buy the game then. DLC four is Storm. Okay, so that's cool. Um, I mean, I love Storm, but okay. Yeah, it's interesting. Those four characters. There is no connective tissue. Not at all. <laughs> well, Venom. Venom counts. So Venom is a villain in the game. Mm, yeah. So you're gonna get him, um, as a hero. Yeah. Um, Morbius, I guess. So here's the problem. I don't know the Midnight Sun storyline. He was an original Midnight Sun. I'll, I'll say Morbius fits. Um, but it's Morbius, so it's goofy. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> Morbius has been tainted by the Morb. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I don't think there was ever a time where Morbius wasn't tainted for some reason or another. Right, but, you know, especially <laughs> now. Um, he's just Morbin. Um, and and Storm is a choice. I, I don't care. Like, Storm is cool. He's cool. But there's so many other characters. Once yeah. again, we, we had this conversation earlier off mic um, 
where, you know, why choose this character when I have a list of like 30 other characters yeah. I'd rather see first. Yeah. Um, Storm is on the list. She's in the upper middle of the list. Yeah. But she's not the top. Not yet. <laughs> not. And so, you know. We haven't worked our way. <laughs> right. Um, is, is Moon Knight in this game? Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure he is. Okay. Um, I'd have to look. I, um, let's see. Let's let's because, take a dip, like <laughs> a dip into the Marvel Midnight Suns character roster. Yeah, just to, um, just for a quick moment, just a peek, if you will. Uh, especially with how Moon Knight currently or like operates in the modern day, he is a perfect fit for the concept of the Midnight Suns, even though that this game version is a slightly reworked. Um, um, version from the comics wow moon knight is not on there that um insane blade yes captain america Mm, nope captain marvel no doctor strange yes ghost rider yeah iron man no magic yes nico minoru yes scarlet witch yeah (laughs) spider-man He's inescapable. <laughs> the the inescapable Spider-Man. Uh, Wolverine uh, and Hulk. Uh, those last two are solid as Wolverine more than... Uh, Wolverine is more likely to fit in with the team than Hulk, I and would the, say. And the Ghost Rider that's in the game is the newer Ghost Rider. Robbie Reyes. Nice. Um, any of them work. Any of them work. They are, um, <laughs> especially uh, Johnny Blaze and Danny Catch, extremely interchangeable. Uh, but yeah, I you know it's it's a lineup. I think it's a fine lineup. It's like, but it is also it's a fine lineup. That yeah, Storm is the choice they I went know. with. Um, and Deadpool, Deadpool before Moon Knight is Deadpool it's is hilarious. also. So here's the problem. <laughs> Is that in any Marvel game, Spider-Man and Deadpool are inevitable. Yes. Uh, more so than Thanos ever could, could have been. <laughs> Ever could hope to be. Uh, right. Uh, he thinks he's inevitable. Boy, howdy. He, he's not uh, Spider-Man, Marvel's be- best-selling Spider-Man comics. Spider-Man made Sony and Disney agree on rights differences. Yes. So, like, uh, you know, there's a staying power. Uh, for better or worse, because I love Spider-Man. <laughs> but... Uh, sometimes it's hard when it is painful uh, being a Spider-Man fan. It is (laughs) because you get a lot of your boy. Yeah. The problem is when you get a lot, a lot of it's It's not not good. good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's the same problem with Superman. Yep. You, you, uh, you know, he gets a lot of hate, but you know, there's cream in that crop. The cream of the you know, it's there. Uh, the cream of the crop rises to the top. Right. Um, so yeah, so let's that roster is fine. I still like that game. I'm I'm going to come back to it. I'm excited um, to to play it at uh, some point. Marvel Avengers is being delisted on September 30th. Yep, that game is shutting it's down. Dead. Now here's the bummer: is that I still think that game has very good merit. And the single player campaign is so good. I actually just watched a documentary, uh, a no clip documentary about Crystal Dynamics, and they interviewed 
um, a bunch of people there and like people who worked on the game and are still at the studio, even despite the fact that they're under um, a new uh, big ownership now. Um, But like they talked about that game and like how originally they wanted it to just be single player. They didn't say that there was like orders from on high to make it. Something it's very else. obvious there was, but yeah, um, because the story mode is very good. Then that's where they put a lot of effort into, right? Um, and you can tell, you can tell yeah. when you play the game. Uh, it's a bummer. Yeah, that the story mode in that game is great. Uh, so go play it. Um, I guess people have found uh, She Hulk and someone else. I think I think Captain Marvel was supposed to be added yeah, in the game. She-Hulk that has and, never happened. Captain Marvel. Uh, voice lines in the game yeah. for playable characters, they're never coming. Uh, yeah, it's dead. Yeah, September thirtieth. I I do hate to see it. To be honest, like yeah. I don't I don't want I don't want here's games. A, here's my opinion: to get crash and burn, get the game before September thirtieth, because they they're yep. not turning off the servers and stuff, so you can still play the game. Yeah, uh, and I think the story mode is great. So you really can probably pick up that game for ten bucks. I saw somewhere that maybe all the costumes were gonna they are gonna free? become free. Okay, yeah. cool. I'm glad I was uh, right on that. You still can't play as Spider Man on your Xbox, though, <sighs> and you never will. And you never will. Jeez, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah. it's tough being a Spider Man fan. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know. Um. But it's it's a bummer. I think that there's merit to that game. Yeah. I, um, that's <sighs> games as a service strikes again. Yeah. Um. So let's see. I don't really want to talk about the other news. Some of this news. Uh. The there's not much left. What's his name? The Justin Roiland. Oh, I. He is. He's gotten fired from Squatch Games. So that's good. Yep. So if you want to feel better about playing high on life, you there you go. You can feel better. They got rid of him. Also, he's a bad person. Uh, I I don't know what Squanch Games is going to do without him, since I guess he was their main voice. Uh, there's a lot of talented developers there, though, because I think besides his annoying voice uh high on life was a pretty passable slash fun video game yeah so they've got people there that are talented just need to uh you know find different voice actors yeah and different creative heads and i think that they'll be better that off is in entirely the doable definitely doable uh i think they're better off um so yeah good for them uh but man I definitely just uninstalled High on Life. After I was like, I don't want to. This feels gross. Yeah. Um, you know, just Google Justin Roiland 13. You'll be fine. Uh, you'll figure it out. Um, uh, next was uh, the Xbox and Bethesda event today at 3 p.m. I keep forgetting that it that Bethesda was in the title for this, and every the time I developer he- underscore direct yeah underscore emphasis two on the of the games three of the games are Bethesda games in this yes but like I I'm still just back in the mindset of 
Bethesda developer, not Bethesda publisher. Right. Uh, you know, so I just like I keep forgetting. Also, you know, Bethesda developer has a game that's supposedly coming out this year. Kind of weird that we didn't see it, but spoilers for They've said that Starfield, they said on Twitter that Starfield is getting its own showcase. Yeah. Um separate from this. I still so, think they should have shown it a little. But I well, I know. But they're they're gonna wait. Yeah. They're gonna do the Fallout 4. Yeah, they're gonna do a big a big release. Yeah. Um But let's talk about the stuff that was shown in this real quick. The first game was Minecraft Legends. Uh it's a pseudo RTS game coming out in April. I think it looks interesting. I'll play it because a couple of my friends want to play it. Mm. Um That's usually enough to get yeah, us playing something that right. we wouldn't otherwise play. And I like RTSs, but the problem is like Microsoft is going out of their way to make Age of Empires and stuff work on consoles, and I love Age of Empires, yeah, yeah. so it's gonna. I'm like, I'm getting not my, gonna, I'm getting my RTS fix already. Yeah, by playing Minecraft Legends is not going to fill the Age right. of Empires hole exactly. Age of Empires fills the Age of Empires <laughs> exactly. Hole. Um. Even Halo Wars didn't fill the Age of Empires hole, uh, even though it was good. Yeah, it still is it's no, not Age of Empires. It's no Age of Empires. <laughs> Nothing could be. I know. Uh, <laughs> trust me, I played those games so much as a kid. Um, tr- I have a lot of fond memories attached to that franchise. Um, Forza is still coming out. Uh, it's still only marked as 2023. No date. Forza 8, technically, but they're just calling it Forza Motorsport. Probably because, at this point, I think that Forza is just going to be a platform. And they're just going to try to... So, one of the reasons they have to delist old Forzas and stuff is because of the rights over cars and stuff. It's silly, but in order to get the rights for certain builds of cars, you have to pay for them for a certain amount of years. And then once you don't have it, you have to take it off of stores. It's all very silly, when you look it up and I'm not making it up, I promise they used to buy rights to like racetracks. And when that's why they call, we've made 20 environments now because they don't want to pay the rights for, for certain racetracks. racetracks and like rights issues are so weird. Yes. I, um, the one thing that what they talked about during this, I want to think I could be a Forza person. <laughs> okay. I like, I look at those games and think, man, I'd like to be one of those people. I think I could be. They look good. I think I could be a sim racer if I wanted to. If I like really dedicated yeah. and took the time. I think I would enjoy it. But I know it, like at the end of the day, I'm not going to. No. And what good is it going to do me now? <laughs> Um, if I know that I'm but, not going to do but it. But boy, do I like hearing a developer be like, listen, everyone, we have taken into account the direction of painting and the thickness of painting and how that affects wind draft on your vehicle as you're driving. Insane. I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> I what Tell else? me more. Tell me more. Because he's also like, when you trade paint, that will affect the aerodynamic. Like, oh my god, I like that stuff is speaking to me. Yeah, I like, I love systems. 
Like, I, I am, I am about it. That's why I'm excited for Armored Core because I know I'm going to be managing like yeah. seven different resources <laughs> while while trying to shoot another mech. I like I know that it's going to be for me, and I'm going to be so like. That's why part of me would love. I think I would love playing the Forza games because I'm managing that in a vehicle, but it's also hard. Um, and I just have never been able to nail it down. Um, but the fact that they've been able to sim this stuff is absolutely bonkers. Insane. There was a there was a part in the trailer today for it where they said something around the lines of like we've been able to add like ten or like twenty times more detail into like freaking trees right (laughs) because of like the advancements in like the con like the console processing and stuff and i'm just like and and at first i was dismissive i was like that is insanely unnecessary the forza 7 looked great as it was but when you're driving past a tree it does look like you need the tree to look good. It looks really good. <laughs> like yeah. that's the thing. Like I, I know I'm never going to be a Forza person. I have not played a proper racing game since the PS2. Um, I'm probably never going to touch a racing game that isn't like a kart racer ever again. You should. But okay, go ahead. I think Forza Motorsport is like one of the has been consistently one of the most technically impressive games in the industry every single time a new one comes out. Yeah. They like that team is has been able to squeeze almost everything they can out of any system any system that they've been on and it is wonderful to see. You should download Forza Horizon, the newest one. Yeah. And I'll download it and we'll play together. Because you can just drive around together. Uh, that's what I used to do back in the day when I would play like GTA Online with my friends. We would just drive around. We didn't really care too much about anything else. And it's super fun. <laughs> it's super great. I, I'll give it a shot. It's, yeah. uh, it says sent in the UK. No. This one sent in Mexico? Is this the, the newest one in Mexico? Yes. Yes, the newest one is in yeah. Mexico. The one before it is in the UK. Um, but yeah, man, it's really fun. It's a very fun game to play. Uh, I promise. Uh, it's a good, I trust multi- you. it's a good multiplayer session. I, I trust it's you. It's just driving around being buds. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. Uh, Here. also hi-fi rush got announced. This is the big winner of the, the show big for winner. me. Shadow dropped. It, um, quick rundown. Um, it is a music beat-based action game uh, with visuals straight out of, like, a freaking comic book. It is so stylized. During cutscenes, the characters move at a slower frame rate, kind of like Miles Morales does in, um, like, the majority of the first end of the Spider-Verse movie um, before he comes into his own um, and finally catches up to the frame rate of everyone else. But yeah, like during cutscenes, like it's stylized in that way. So like all these characters are just moving a little janky and it's in, it actually makes their like poses and movements and stuff so much more like dynamic. Yeah. It, it just, it is a visual treat. I am so excited to play this game. Yeah. I've got it installed on my system already. They, uh, 
They just dropped this out of nowhere. Um, This was not announced before today. This was announced, shown off, and dropped. All all in the same day. We love to see it. Thank you, Tango Gameworks. Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) I'm sorry that Ghostwire Tokyo did not work out for you guys. I love to see this studio continuously making new things, though. Yeah. They definitely, it's, it seems neat. I'm excited to play it. Um, and it's great to be able to get your hands on it with Game Pass. Yeah. Like, that's the, that's the great part. Um, after that, there was some ESO stuff. Elder Scrolls Online. Once again, that game looks like I would play it a lot. <laughs> but I'm not going to allow myself to play it a lot. Yeah, I made myself that promise back in like 2016. And yet it keeps looking better. <laughs> they keep it's giving adding me the things. side eye. I know. Uh, they're adding Lovecraftian horror. And that usually gets me. Yeah. It's not good we just need a bloodborne 2 to come out to to keep us away uh, right, from eso <laughs> yeah it's like quick slap me like <laughs> um uh, but yeah i don't know it's uh you know they kept trying to sell me on it yeah no no but subscription no level blocking every previous uh, every previous and you know we're on game pass so i think we had that already i I thought so too but they um, really made a point of it uh today during the showcase probably for the normies out there that don't have game pass yeah yeah normies get game pass if you have an xbox or a pc that's good enough get yeah get game Game Pass. pass um so eso still uh Still chugging on all these years later and still looking pretty good doing it. Still looks like a game I want to get into, (laughs) for better or worse. Every once in a while, ESO and Final Fantasy XIV rear their ugly head towards (laughs) me, and I'm like, oh, buddy, this might be the day. And I've I've done a good job. You somehow uh, staved off (coughs) the urge. I have. Um... I fear I'm not sh- I'm not that strong <laughs> to make I mean, it much longer. Yeah. Um so I I you know. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I know the feeling, man. Um Redfall is coming out May 2nd. What else can I say about this game? This showcase proved that this game is going to be cool or at least it looks like it's going to be cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks like it plays very fun. Uh open world Seemingly Far Cry-esque game with way more style and pizzazz. You can find, like, vampire like, stakes on the ground to add to your guns so that you can stab vampires. Uh. There's so much neat little stuff with crafting and with taking over bases and uh, the different powers each of the people have and, um... Man, just what an interesting looking game uh, that I am so fascinated by. Same. It's got loot seemingly, which is fine. That um, yeah, that is the one thing that I'm like, ah. but, but I'm like not too worried about I, it. Yeah, I don't exactly. I'm not too worried about it. I because like I think it's going to be like the same thing that my experience with Borderlands Three was, where like I am definitely going to find something that I really like, and I'll probably just keep trying to stick with that, or like find an upgrade 
an upgraded version of that one thing that I really like. Right. Once I once I find it, you know, instead of having to try out a million different things just because the numbers are better, I like I don't think that's going to be much of a worry. No, 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 I don't think so either. Um, I think it's more so just for weapon drops. Yeah. Maybe or I could be wrong, um, but I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah, we'll find out May second. Yeah, which is a Tuesday. We're gonna play the heck out of that game. Absolutely, it's gonna be so much fun. I- <laughs> It looks so good. They have messed up on the marketing of this video game. Yeah. Badly. I could agree. I'm glad that they showed off uh, what they did today, though. Like, it completely pulled me back in on it. Right. Like, it's, I so sad. It is the, the trailer and the showcase to get people on it. And, like, man, I don't know. Like, people are not happy ever. But, like... People made a big stink after the Game Awards that there's no games for Xbox now. And, like, we've got Minecraft Legends dropping in April. Hi-Fi Rush dropped today out of nowhere. Redfall's dropping May 2nd. Like, there's games coming. Um, I'm kind of blown away that there was no, like, Hi-Fi Rush feels like it could have been shown at the Game Awards. Yeah. And it just wasn't. I'm, so like... Like I said earlier, it was announced today. Like, the existence of this game was not known. There was even a yeah, part I during never, the thing where they said, hopefully this hasn't leaked yet. Here's yeah. High Rush or Hi-Fi Rush. And, and I, I usually, I follow a lot of leakers. And yeah. No one was talking about this. Yeah. Like, this was not known of, which, like, I, I would definitely like to end up finding out why it was not shown off right, before. Right, but, right. like, I'm very happy the, with what they showed today of it, I I think it may be a better idea sometimes to hold a project reveal close to the chest like that until <laughs> until it's ready to 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 come out. Be consumed, you know? yeah, yeah. Because um, like, I mean, we talked about this a few times before. There are some games that just get shown off way too early or games that are released in a completely unfinished state this game does not look like either of those cases right it it was shown off the day that it was released and from what they showed it was like a solid like five or six minutes of it looks fantastic yeah it looks pretty pretty complete (laughs) i would say i don't know i mean i guess we'll find out once we play it but i i think i think it says a lot that it that like they were able to just show up, blow up, and walk away, you know? Yeah. You say, boom, here you go. Have a game. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Like maybe not a bad idea for some other developers to use right. it, and especially to show off on a bigger scale like this. Like a lot of times when something shadow drops, it's just a it's just like a small little thing that like if it's like a Nintendo Direct, it's usually like just shoved off into the corner, maybe given like a minute of screen time, you know? And then it's yeah. kind of just like brushed away. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, this comes out today. Haha, see ya. Uh, but nah, the like <laughs> Hi-Fi Rush, they they put a lot of work into the presentation for it today. Yeah. And it was a 
very happy and welcome surprise, at least from us, because uh, yeah. we were talking about it during the show um, on the Discord, and we were all very stoked, <laughs> to put it simply. Graded combat, dude. Yeah. That's how you get me. Tell me if I'm doing bad. Yeah. I love it. Um, was there any other news that you can think of? I've got nothing off the top of my head. All right, good. I think it's been kind of a slow news week again. That's fine. Which is so fine. Yeah. Because um, God knows by before we know it, everyone's going to be gearing up for rumors for E3. Yeah. So. Um, eventually, we're going to cover the Last of Us show on here. Oh, yeah. Um, I watched the first point. two episodes. Yeah, we'll get there. Probably we'll do a half-season check-in and a la- end of it. Yeah. Um, so, because it doesn't make sense to really talk about the first episode. That was just, like, so beat for beat, the game. Yeah. So, probably around episode five, four or five, um, depending on where that falls in the story, and then... We'll catch up around and do a retrospective at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, just because I'm sure some of the people that listen to the show want to hear us talk about it. Um, <laughs> With all of our great <laughs> welcomed opinions on The Last of Us so far. <laughs> yeah. Really get to see the adventures of Joel Last of Us. Um, and, uh, you know. Joel Last of and Ellie Us. Right. Um Pedro Pascal, what a guy. Um, so Love um, we will talk at you next week with Horror Corner, essentially, <laughs> with the Dead Space remake. Yeah. All right. Bye. See you.